I've lost all ambition for worldly acclaim. I just want to be the one you love. And with your admission, you'd feel the same. I'll have reached the goal I'm dreaming of. Leave me, I don't want to set the world on fire. I just want to start a flame in your heart. Welcome, everyone, to the Tori Says Show. I hope my sound is coming in clear now. Um, we have a lot to talk about today. Talk about truth. Talk about what's going on in the background. And talking about things people don't want to talk about. It kind of seems like we have a very reactive media, an extremely reactive media. And they only tell you half the story. And this goes down to truth. See, the truth is the pathway of all of us understanding where we currently are and where we are going. Um, I would say the truth does set you free. But the problem is that it destroys everything. It literally burns everything down to the ground. And, and it's because you're clinging on to things that you shouldn't. Partly out of pride, right? Partly because you're too lazy to do work, right? And then when you encounter something in the future, and all you know is truth, then it's perfectly okay. So when you think to yourself, when was the last time you actually learned something that was important, that didn't give you a blow, like a real slap in the face, where you wouldn't have to want that slap again? I mean, the truth in, in full transparency can completely destroy you. And once you encounter the truth, right, you can't recover from it. You cannot. It's rebirth into understanding. There are many people that are reluctant to see the truth because they're scared of the flames of torching every facet of their reality. So claiming what someone believes is true isn't something normal. And, and, and someone's truth, right, that you burn down with unequivocal facts is not something to take lightly. Okay. You should always do that with caution because it needs an, inter an intellectual prowess, right? In order to approach someone with truth and to help them distinguish between ideas of their truth because of fear and the actual truth. It's very, very hard to be able to find any truth today. Everything is skewed. Everything is half done. Everything that you hear is like pre-chewed food and you're just supposed to swallow it. And that's a disgusting thought. I don't know why I use that simile, but that's what it reminds me of. It's like, you know, I know this sounds disgusting, but when my children were babies, 
and they wanted to eat cucumber and cucumber and apples are one of the leading causes of choking in, in small children. I would bite it without getting too much saliva to cut it up into small pieces that if it gets lodged and they don't chew with their little teeth, that they would be able to swallow it, right? That they wouldn't choke. Well, that's how it kind of feels that they're giving you a bunch of stuff, right? That's in small little bits that you could just swallow and just take because your teeth aren't chewing it. So today we're going to talk about another shooting that happened, but the, we're going to dispel some things on that. We're also going to talk about one-sided penalty. Introducing the Greenworks 60 volt ultra powered. Damn, the Hills advertisement just terrified me because I opened up one of their articles. So we're going to talk about one-sided penalizations for being not good um, or doing things that they determine are a violation or a violation of the Hatch Act. We need to start imposing that on the selected Biden-Harris administration for sure. Uh, I, I want us to listen to uh, President Trump talking on Newsmax and breaking that down as well. So where to start? I think we should start with the fake news. Well, what the news are telling you is real when it's really not. Well, they haven't told you anything, really. They just told you the, uh, the outcome of it. But I'm going to give you the actual story because no one else will. And hopefully those that have bigger platforms will see this and take it and run with it. So here we go. Yesterday, uh, there was a shooting. A Navy medic injured two sailors in Maryland before being killed. Now listen to what they're telling you, and then we're going to examine what all outlets are saying, and then I'm going to dispel it for you. It happened during the morning rush hour. There was a misobject, an army-type suit with an AR-15. Shots fired at an office park in Frederick, Maryland. Two Navy sailors wounded, one of them critically, in an attack at an unmarked military office. One shot wound to the chest. The suspected shooter identified by authorities as 38-year-old Fantahun Wodasenbet, also an active duty sailor, who sped off before police arrived. Suspect vehicle, black Nissan with Virginia tags. Within minutes, the suspect was at the gate to Fort Detrick, about five miles away, where he breached the checkpoint, making it about half a mile onto base with police in hot pursuit. Eventually, law enforcement shooting and killing Walter Senbet after he pulled out a weapon. His vehicle riddled with bullet holes. Did uh, exit the vehicle, uh, and that's, that's when um, our officers were able to uh, uh, neutralize uh, the subject and prevent further loss of life. Surveillance video from a nearby business shows one of the victims entering and seeking help moments after the shooting. The Navy says Walter Senbet was a hospital corpsman assigned to Fort Detrick since August of 2019, with previous awards for good conduct and marksmanship. But investigators aren't sure whether he knew the two victims or why he went to the off-base Navy office. The commanding general says they were already in the process of reviewing base security procedures. In light of uh, what's happened, uh, you know, certainly across the country, uh, we were about as well prepared for it as we could. Now, the FBI, local, state, and military police are combing through the evidence at a scene that looks all too familiar. Today, it happened in Frederick. Uh, a week or so ago, it happened in Boulder. 
we always hope that we don't get that call. Today we got that call. Uh, tomorrow it could be another agency. And Tom, what do we know about the latest condition of those victims? So one of them was released late yesterday. The other one, we believe, is still in critical condition at the University of Maryland Shock Trauma Trauma Unit up in Baltimore. He was airlifted there uh, yesterday. All right. So they told you that he went to an off-base Navy office, right? That's what you heard. They told you that um, he shot two other Navy personnel, right? And that he was in the Navy. He was an actual E-4 hospital corpsman, which means uh, kind of like a nurse or um, nurse helper. He was enlisted. Um, so here's where we're going to dispel what the news are telling us. So if we go to um, the news of the local CBS, uh, first of all, his name is Fatahoun Gurma Walden Sebet which is an Ethiopian name. So he's an Ethiopian. Uh, apparently this Navy medic, it's, uh, that's what a corpsman is, uh, but not like medic, like surgeon, okay? Uh, he wounded two US sailors at a military facility on Tuesday. Now, the military facility that they're referring to is at a complex called Riverside Tech Park. Now, I pay very close attention when I see certain companies merge and create and do. And I'll make that clear. What was this Navy office supposedly that is unmarked? Hold it, hold on to this. So apparently um, people don't know why this 38 year old man opened fire at the facility uh, at this, uh, you know, during that time. Uh, apparently, uh, the news are saying we're still sorting through stacks of paper to figure out what the motive is. They're not going to get it. Authorities aren't. It's classified, of course. Uh, he actually left the facility and ran onto the base, which tells us two things, right? One, if you just shoot up at a local base, right, at a local off, off, you know, off-site, unmarked office, right? If you're shooting someone up in an unmarked office, are you going to run to a military installation? That's question number one. Uh, so are you going to be running to a military installation? And why did he uh, go to the military installation? Let's say, you know, obviously he was attached to that command. That was his command. He was probably running to safety, right? Or he was running to say something. Maybe he saw something. Wait, it's going to get better. You're going you're gonna to see what is happening, okay? Now, Snopes chimed in, of course, because they want to, you know, debunk anything. But here's what they wrote. A Navy medic shot and critically wounded two people at a Maryland business park on Tuesday, then fled to a nearby army base where he was shot and killed. Police and U.S. Navy officials said the man entered the business at Riverside Tech Park, causing people inside to flee. But it was unclear if the shooting took place inside or outside. Frederick Police Chief Jason Lambeau said, Lando said detectives are still trying to determine a possible motive. After the shooting, the medic drove about 10 minutes to Fort Detrick, where he was shot by base personnel. 
Lando said at a news conference. The U.S. Navy released an initial statement saying there was an active shooter incident at Fort Detrick involving U.S. sailors and that the shooter, a Navy medic assigned to the base, was killed. Lando said the man who was killed on the base was the same person who shot the two people in the business park. Hold on. So we're getting conflicting statements. Statement from the base, which is an army base, said that there was a shootout on the base involving U.S. sailors. An active shooter incident on the base involving U.S. sailors. Now they're telling you that, no, he shot two people at the business park. Wait, it gets better. Because, see, when everybody has different sources, the truth does come out. The attack comes, this is Al Jazeera, the attack comes amid several high-profile incidents, including a shooting left 10 dead in Colorado, which was retribution for what happened in Syria, and a string of shootings that left eight dead in Georgia, which was a soy boy that wanted to kill the pimp, the wife of the pimp, and the prostitutes. Um, we're still trying to figure out what's, hope, what's happening. Uh, Walden Sabat shot the, soul, the sailors with a rifle, but then they said AR-15, inside the facility at Riverside Tech Park on Tuesday morning, causing people inside to flee, said the police chief. A Navy medic assigned to Fort Detrick, but who lived in town, then drove to the base where gate guards had been given advance notice, told him to pull over for a search, according to Brigadier General Michael Talley. But Walden Sabet immediately sped off, making it about half a mile into the installation before he was stopped at a parking lot by base's police force. When he pulled out a weapon, the police shot and killed him. Okay, that's bullshit. We all know it. He was driving somewhere. They already knew that he was there. They already had the heads up. No one's telling you the whole story here. They already had the heads up, and they lit his car up because he continued going. So we've got all of these set out. Now let me introduce you to two companies, okay? There is a company that um, was created of two companies just a little while back. Apparently there was, um, well, and now it has a global presence, but we should go back to where it was. So a veterinary, um, vet, a vet, Sciences Company, okay? A veterinary science company called Vet Path Services, right? It's veterinary pathology services. They're leading in diagnosing anything like histopathology, necropsies, meaning you're dead, and then they autopsy you, cytology. They look at all the cells. They're great bio lab. Well, they merged with another company, right, that's called Histoscientific Research Laboratories. Now, Vet Path Services that deals with the animal side of um, cellular biology and pathology and tox evals and viruses and you name it, right, um, was based out of Mount Jackson, Virginia. Histoscientific Research Laboratories, also known as HSRL, was a provider of research in preclinical histology, pathology. Oh, and they're kind of like a iron mountain for information. Um, well, they actually were from Mason, Ohio, and they merged and they created a company called Stage Bio. Now, um, 
Stage Bio just moved their offices. Guess where? Yeah, you guessed it. They moved their offices to that tech park that supposedly he shot up, Riverside Tech Park. Now, these guys are leading, they're actually studying the COVID-21, 20, and 19 virus. Hold on, it gets better. So they've just moved to Riverside Tech Park. Hmm? And they are examining um, both animal and human responses. Uh, Stage Bio is a company that you should take a, a look into uh, after their merger and moving there. Seems like they have uh, a lot of um, activities going on. They moved from Marlboro, Massachusetts to 10 minutes away from Fort Detrick. <laughs> so interesting. So the real story is, is that these sailors were in this lab, which is a Virginia-based biotech firm, according to... Um, uh, you know, your uh, news, right? And um, they're doing all their research there. So let's just say that um, this guy wasn't happy with what happened. And he's Ethiopian. Um, he um, obviously did something uh in the heat of the moment, and we're never going to find out about it because apparently he had um, pulled out a gun, and that's why they shot up his car. So that's what happened. That's what happened. So the news are completely obsolete, but if you actually read all their stories, right, you'll be able to determine what's true and what's not. So. This will be very interesting to see how, um, you know, someone driving and getting stopped in a parking lot can pull out an AR-15 and start shooting on a base when you know that's a death sentence. Um, and little tidbit, they already knew he was coming. So that tells you what? What does that tell you? They already knew that he was coming to the base. They already knew he was coming to the base. So he was coming to the base. One thing when you're when you're active duty, one thing you can do to protect yourself when you whistleblow is to make sure it's documented, right? That it's completely documented. So obviously they did it to stop him. Uh -huh, yeah, maybe he did shoot up and apparently he did shoot up people um, in that um, tech park, right? Apparently, you know, there's a guy walking in with blood. We don't know. But apparently let's assume that he did shoot up those two Navy sailors, right? And he fled, drove a whole 10 minutes and they were waiting for him at the base. So that means they were already aware that he was heading that way. I mean, who would even think, oh, I'm going to go to the base? Sounds like maybe he was whistleblowing. Sounds like they got into it. Sounds like maybe it could have even been his own self-defense against the others. We don't know. We have no idea. 
the bottom line is, is um, stage bio is there. And that's interesting because stage bio isn't supposed to be coming into any forefront until 2022. So it's quite interesting. I mean, maybe I don't remember it coming up in 2021, but in 2022, it's going to be quite interesting how it's going to come up. Now, there was a, I don't know if you guys follow this guy, Gerald uh, Salente. Um, I like him. Yesterday, he put out a video called Urgent Call to Action. And I want us to watch it together. Kind of ties into what we're talking about now. Because it's quite terrifying if you think of how everything has been playing out, what they're really thinking of. And I'm pretty sure a lot of people know this is coming. Many of us obviously are woke enough to understand it, right? the real woke. But I want you to hear what he had to say. Hold on. By executive this. order. How Cuomo, that's by executive order. Here, Cuomo, take that executive order and shove it up your ass. Because that's what's coming out, just crap. You're spewing out shit. Here, look, you don't want to have a, you don't put on a mask? Look, don't put on a mask. Yeah, the right. Yep, yep. No, you don't have the right. You infect me. Hey, dickhead, if you're wearing a mask, you're protected. All right? All right? Number two, socially distance and the arrogance. You hear the arrogance? I'm making up this crap. I'm making up this crap. It's coming out of my ass because that's all I am. And you got to swallow it. Executive order, screw you. Shove it. You're making these numbers up. Where's the scientific data? Where's the science? Oh, socially distanced? Scumbag? How about this? Oh, the CDC just changed the numbers. You got to be three feet away and not six feet. Oh, yeah, but if you're over there, all right, you're making this crap up. And dickhead said cloth mask. Cloth mask. I shouldn't call him a dickhead. Maybe nipple rings is more proper than a dickhead yes. because that's all he is. Yes. Maybe he's a nipple ring dickhead. Nipple You're gate. making this shit up. Flatten the curve. What? Remember that? Remember that? Oh. How about Texas? Wide open. Infection numbers are going down, but we're not going to put that in the news. Florida, look at the death rates compared to Florida, COVID, and New York. We're writing about it. New York, man, we got it. And that little scumbag over there, Murphy, right across the river, another little piece of shit. You look at these people. They're nothing. They're nothing. And they're telling us what to do. I've had it. I've had it. But the rich got richer. Oh, yeah. The billionaires got a trillion dollars richer. Hey, did you see the numbers come out? Nearly a trillion dollars worth of online business. Nearly a trillion dollars, brick and mortar, all your little retailers. You're not essential. Executive order says you're not essential. You are a piece of nothing. All you are is a plantation worker in Slavelandia. Every year they're going to scare us with this crap. 
I was mentioning before I didn't finish it, Netanyahu's now talking about a yearly vaccination. These are drug dealers. Oh, they're big farmers, Salenti. Big pharma, drug dealers. They're going to be pushing this vaccination every year. We have to stop it. We have to have freedom back. If we don't, we're ruined. I'm a man, believe it or not. I love joy, beauty, passion, passione. I have a picture. This is me at seven years old with Teresa McKelvey. Look how she's holding my hand. That's in my book with Zizi Gave Honey. But look at her. Look at us how in love we are. We used to kiss in religious instructions. If I did that now, this is what would happen to me. You ready? This is a fight for freedom. Van, uh, where the hell is it? Seven-year-old boy to face rape charges in upstate New York. Seven, I was seven years old. They would have me now, these scum, these low-life pieces of scum that have sucked the joy out of life, they would have me up for rape charges. What the hell do you know at seven years old? Oh, but maybe though, you know, if maybe in today's world, if I was transgender and she was on her way to becoming something else, or maybe a different nap, maybe if she was black. If it were transgender and black kissing at seven years old, it wouldn't be rape. But if I want to kiss a girl because I fell in love at a young age, I'm a monopoly passer. I, I, it's my bloodline. I love to fall in love. I, 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 I can't do that. You're not allowed to. No, no. You're not allowed to. Look at the. You're not allowed to. Yeah, you know, I'm not making that up. Look at the stupid jerk. That's the health minister of Canada. What's her name? Tam is something. Teresa Tam something. When you have sex, wear a mask. Here. And Miss Tam, when you masturbate, make sure you put sanitizers all over your hands. Oh, and read the Trends Journal about all those sanitizers that and other stuff that's sucking into you. Forget about that. Oh, don't talk about natural healing. Don't talk about building your immune system. It's not a word that's allowed to be said. So the drug dealers are running this. Every year we're going to have to get a vaccination. And Operation Warp Speed to me, you have to be, you have to be warped to, make, to, to take this thing. They're making things up. Oh, dickhead Cuomo. Dickhead Cuomo. Yeah. Oh, I 25% capacity in restaurants. Oh, no, you're going to have to close indoor seating in New York City. I'm making this shit up. I'm a shithead. I could do anything I want. Hey, how about 33%? No, 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 25. Well, we're going to bring it to 50. And then we're going to, they're making this crap up. They've destroyed the lives of hundreds of millions of people. You're seeing the homicide rates. You're seeing the poverty rates. I'm fighting for freedom. The fight is going to begin. We need you to be there. And I'm going to start it on Memorial Day, May 29th. 
in Kingston, New York, on the most historic four corners, at the Crown Garden, the four corners of freedom, 70% of America's constitution comes from the constitution that was written right over here. I could almost throw a rock that far at the location where the courthouse is. And John Jay, yeah, he was the judge over here. When this was New York State before the, this was the first capital, 70% of America's constitution comes from here. These are the four corners of freedom and I'm fighting for freedom and I need you to join the fight. Can't win it on my own. It does not take a majority to prevail, but rather an irate, tireless minority, keen on setting brush fires of freedom in the minds of men, said Samuel Adams, and of course, women. May 29th, the fight for freedom, peace, and justice has begun. I estimate there are 30 to 35% of the people that are opposed to what's going on and call themselves true Americans. I'm so blessed where I was born, the parents that brought me into this world and the freedom that they gave me to be who I wanted to be. And as I see kids, little kids with masks on and the freak show in front of us, it's breaking my heart. I'm a visionary. You know my books. Trend tracking, far better than megatrends, Trends 2000, the magazine. I see the future. And the future is hell on earth. If we don't unite, for freedom, peace, and justice, it's going to be hell on earth. The people's lives that have been destroyed, we could turn this around. And we're going to turn it around. Because when you come to the rally on May 29th, we're going to have music. That's right. Smokey OML, man. He's putting it together big time. You know that music at the beginning? That's some of Smokey's music at our... Uh, when you the introduction, we're going to have food with a beautiful garden, the most beautiful garden anywhere in America that symbolizes what this country is about. The Bill of Rights and the Constitution. Another word of profanity are dignitaries, royals and officials. There's no royalty in my life. We're all equal. Lawmakers, we got enough laws, don't need one more. Don't need one more. This is a time, and if, please donate. Go to our Occupy Peace site, OccupyPeace.com. The information's below. Hit the support button and do what you can. I'm fighting for peace and freedom. Hey, we just passed Easter Sunday, right? Yeah, Jesus Christ. Think about it. He drives the bankers out of the temple with a whip. Same bankster crew today. Then he has the last supper. Bop, on the cross, a couple of days later. I'm a warrior for the Prince of Peace. Any religion, whoever you believe in, your God is a God of peace and love and freedom. And we're uniting 
for freedom, peace, and justice. Thank you. Remember, OccupyPeace.com, support us. And I'll be back on Thursday. See you then. Okay. The COVID-19 war has changed the world. He is pretty incredible. I just wanted to introduce you to a fellow New Yorker. I mean, he is so right. We are so screwed. Well, in the interim. Because unfortunately, many people need to have that boot on their face. People do not get they do not want the truth. They don't want to work. This is why it's important that we do the work while everyone's like, well, we won. And there's a lot going into the background. Yeah, but you're also a part of it. You have to want it. You have to want it. You really have to want it. And that's the problem. Do you want a free nation or not? Do you want to be under their thumb? Is that what you want? That's a question you should be asking yourself. That's a real question you should be asking yourself. Now let's go and review what our president was saying on the telephone yesterday with Newsmax. Now, don't pay too much attention to um, what the... Okay, what the reporter was saying and how she looked. I want you to just focus on what the president was saying. Take a listen. Mr. President, we appreciate your time. Well, thank you, Heather. I know that you're very busy. Let's uh, tackle that first topic that we were just discussing, the MLB moving the All-Star Game to Denver, Colorado. You've already had a lot to say about it. Uh, what's your opinion? Well, they had a very strong bill, and I guess the governor rejected it because it was too strong. And then they went with a watered-down bill. In uh, if, if you look at uh, you know the history of it, they went with a very strongly watered-down bill. They don't have various elements that you'd like to have, but uh, that's why they call it watered-down in Georgia. And now they've moved the All-Star game because they thought the bill was too tough when it's not. They just they're woke and. Uh, Woke is not good for our country. Woke is not good. And I hope a lot of people, I look, I, I think people are giving up on baseball anyway. You look at the fans mm -hmm. are way down. Everything's way down. I don't think anybody cares, but uh, they shouldn't be doing that. They shouldn't be hurting the people of Georgia. Yeah. They shouldn't be doing that, especially for a bill that is less stringent than the one they have where they're moving, where they're moving the All-Star game to. Right, less stringent because they still obviously have the voter ID in uh, Denver as they do in Georgia, but there's less available days to vote there. Um, and then also some other issues. So obviously that wasn't the real issue when it came to the Georgia law and all of these companies that jumped in, the media reaction. So what do you think is really behind all the wokeness with these corporations uh, jumping on the bandwagon? Well, Georgia's got a lot of difficulties. I mean, you look at uh, in this uh, new law, I don't believe they have signature matching. Now, why wouldn't they have signature matching? A lot of the real power, a lot of the guts have been taken out of it. They had something that was very powerful, meaning fair and mm -hmm. free and good for the people, but it was it was strong. You have to you have to be a citizen. You have to be all of the things that you have to be and signature ID, et cetera, et cetera. But they didn't have signature matching, as I understand it. That's not good. And it's very watered down from the original one. 
What about all of these companies, though, that are uh, being woke now? You have Coca-Cola, you have Delta, United Airlines, I think last night issued a statement. Uh, American Airlines has already jumped on board and issued a statement uh, because the state of Texas is talking about, you know, some of these voter and election integrity laws that they want to strengthen. Oh, let them try boycotting Texas. Texas will teach them a lesson. That I can tell you. Let them try it. Look, uh, it's crazy what's going on. It shouldn't be happening. Uh, frankly, these companies should stay out of it because they, they all they do is aggravate people and, and people are not happy with it. And uh, the people you're talking about, some of them live in foreign countries. They run these big multinational companies and they're making calls from London and other places and they don't even know what's happening. No, I think it's a disgrace. And frankly, if Republican conservatives ever got their act together, which they should, mm -hmm. uh, if we had some real leadership instead of Mitch McConnell and the group, if we had some real leadership, what you'd be doing is something much different. They'd be boycotting these companies and those companies would be coming. That's what the liberals do. Mm -hmm. They boycott anybody that speaks out. They boycott them. They cancel them and boycott them. We have more people than they do. So what should happen is the Republicans and let's see, you know, what's unfair, you know, what's unfair is that most of these companies that speak against the United States of America and our values are all over those channels and advertising. Major League Baseball made a huge mistake. I mean, I have those tickets. I promised my little girl that I would take her to a game, but we're wearing those t-shirts. And I'm gonna take pictures of it. I'm gonna tag them in it. And it'll be the last baseball game. I mean, she should at least know what it is so she could tell her kids, right, in the future. Um, that she went to a game. It is imperative that we don't boycott by canceling and talking smack and drawing, dragging them through the mud. We cancel them the right way. You cancel them by putting them in a box. You cancel them by d disallowing them to do business in your county, in your city, in your state. That's how you do it. Your city and state can't tell you, oh, no, um, we're not going to listen to you um, because guess what? You remove them. This isn't the federal where they have the protection of NBC, CNN, mouthpieces and lobbyists. This is your backyard. And if you tell your county, I don't want Walmart in my county anymore because they are discriminating against people because they are violating our rights because, 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 guess what? They're out. If Delta wants to play, then we just tell Delta, we don't want you at Cleveland International Airport anymore. We don't want to be giving them state tax reductions, right? Because you have to think. If you actually look into it and do FOIA requests of your county where there's a, a, a company like Target or, um, you know, Delta Airlines or Walmart, you're going to see that they're getting tax easements on real estate tax. This is where you hit them. Nope. They don't get it. You need to cancel that shit. You need to make them pay the tax. And you need to find them for every single person that complains that they are refused service because they're not wearing a mask because they are refusing service, because they don't have a vaccine,
because they are refusing service for whatever you want under the sun. It is your county. They work for you. You pay their wages. Get a move on it. It's your tax money. Let's not talk federal where we've, where they just shave off money from our income and then just take it and do, oh, well, the greater good. Well, let's take a step back. County, city, and state taxes are for your backyard. And if your backyard isn't doing their job with your money, you have every right to make them do it. This is how you hurt them. This is how you boycott them. This is how you cancel them. Exactly how you cancel them. It's my tax dollars. You need to do this. Now, in a county, they're going to be like one person writing the letter, whatever. But let's see. How many people I have out there in Cuyahoga County right now talking, listening to me or on the Telegram group? Well, huh, it's probably about 50, maybe 75, maybe 100, maybe 200, maybe 300. Well, let's get together because if 100 of us send the letter to the city council and say, I want you to give me all the information about tax easements or non you know, that they get away with not paying taxes for companies like, I don't know, Macy's, um, uh, Walmart, Target, Starbucks, whatever company came out and said, it's racist to have an ID that says, uh, you know, you need to be woke. Uh, well, I want to know what taxes they're getting away with. State taxes. Fuck the federal tax. Let's talk state and city and county. Once you get that, that's where then all 100 of us respond and say, I want you to revoke that right now. I'm putting a motion for you to revoke that based on this, this, this. It's my money. You don't get to pick what to do with it. I got it. It's mine. And it's not supposed to, I mean, one person can do it, but it's not going to be as effective as a hundred in a county, a thousand in a county. This is why it's been effective in the groups when we send the letter, same day response, boom. Again, huh, while everyone's telling you, don't worry, vaccine passports aren't going to be allowed by federal government and state. Doesn't matter. Private companies are. What are you doing to stop that discrimination? I don't care. I know that they're not going to be state and federal required because it's against federal and state laws. But what about the private companies that are doing it? Huh? What about the medical facilities? Huh? Refusing because they said so? Huh? Cancel them. Do you know that most of these massive companies like Cleveland Clinic, uh, Mayo, St. Vincent's, all these things, right? Do you know that they're all getting huge tax deductions because the majority of them have a cloud of a 501c4, c3? Oh, yes, yes. They all get away with a lot of taxes. Well, in order for you to get away with taxes, you have to abide by the rules. Tell you what, when, um, when a school had discriminated against my child because she was smart and she finished high school at 16 and she had already had a scholarship to go off, they refused to let her graduate and walk down the aisle. Guess what I did? I said, you get federal tax dollars. You're discriminating against my child. I filed it. They didn't get the money. The money was on hold until they completed their investigation. And not only that, I also dinged them for not being ADA compliant for the blind on their website. I dinged them with everything I could and they couldn't get tax dollars because if you don't abide, 
protected by the federal laws and uphold the rights of the citizens, you don't get diddly squat on tax exemptions. No, no, no. You can't get exempt if you're not following the law. So that is basically it. That's basically it. Huh? So we don't need to cancel them by being as disgusting as the left, right? And the right, because the right is the worst. Let me tell you something. For example, so there's a lot of people that have come out. I'm this, I'm that, I'm this, I'm that, right? And one of them was um, Austin Seinbart came out, said he was Q. He was part of the Q team. He's this, he's that. Now, the right wing people, right? Oh, I shouldn't say all the right wing, but let's say um, the Q following or the influencers canceled him, didn't they? Do you remember that? If you spoke of him, they banned you. If you talked about him, they banned you. They trashed him. They talked smack about He could say whatever he wants. It's a free country. You're the one pandering to that. But you had a problem with it, right? You had a problem with it. So you engaged in cancel culture, okay? Mm -hmm. You engaged, I mean, they're even canceling me. <laughs> Smoothie maker, people that I embraced. They, they even canceled me. Why? Because I called them out. They're actually losers. So uh, the thing is, they are the problem. They don't like truth and they don't like to be called out and they engage in cancel culture. If you threaten their livelihood, they will cancel you. This is the same concept for the left. You're canceling their culture. Their culture is communism and socialism. They will take you out no matter what. So let's just say, all right, let's just say everyone engages in cancel culture. It's not just the left. I mean, the majority of you saw these pro-America, pro-First Amendment, pro-Second Amendment drop in and be one of the first people to engage in super cancel culture. <laughs> but I already told you that they, they would be destroyed. They come down. Their pants fall down. They all, they all come down themselves. I mean, sometimes I tug on the pants too, right? Because it's necessary to speed up the process a little bit. But let's be fair. They engage in cancel culture. And I want to hear it. You're just saying that it's canceled. I just don't. Uh. Do you know that I found on Reddit people saying that, th that they need to report my Twitch channel because I'm on there? Two of them were Q decoders <laughs> with big channels. And that's what's funny. It's okay. I don't have to put that out yet. But so stupid. Like, don't communicate with people with your incognito Reddit account. Yes, that's what they do. It's cancel culture. So we have cancel culture everywhere. So don't say that you don't engage in it because a lot of people do. They engage in cancel culture all the time. Now, the thing is, smart people don't do the crap they do. They don't block people and create echo chambers, right? They don't sit there and talk shit, right? They don't sit there and oh, you're so ugly. Or nee, 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 right? That's not how you cancel culture. Oh, you're so stupid. You're such a liar. You're so ugly. You're making videos and saying silly goose. And you're so dumb because Q is Gandalf with the staff. Shut up. So we don't do that. Smart people don't do that. Smart people are patient, very patient.
And they don't do that. They spew facts. Not only that, they use the law correctly. So because all of you are smart people, how are you going to cancel all these big overlords, tech overlords, consumer overlords, professional sports where they literally pay people millions of dollars to swipe a ball with a stick and we cheer and we eat a hot dog and have a beer? Let's think about it. We use the law. See, that's what you have to do. You use the law. That's it. That's how you cancel them. What's your county going to say? Well, um, I don't agree. I don't give a shit if you agree. That's my money. And all of our money. And we're telling you, you need to address this right now. And if you're not going to do it, we'll remove you. That's the way things happen. And if you don't do it, and you know what's great? When you walk up to your council, your city council, your county commissioners, you have a big stack of research. I mean, we can research anybody. We have everything we want at our fingertips. That's where you go and you're like, hey, Mayor Jackson, shit, I saw that you got some money from Wexner. I wonder, was that money, money that he got from Epstein? Was it from trafficking? I don't know. But you know what? Here's what my real problem is. Here's what I've got on you. And here are the laws that, you know, Walmart is violating. So here's what we're going to do. You're going to stop giving them tax relief because we said so. And if you don't, that's okay. We're going to remove you. I mean, we're going to remove you anyway, but you can at least go out nicely. I mean, look at this stack of stuff. Did your grandson really beat a woman to death and not go to jail? Wait a minute. Mayor Jackson, did your uh, son, uh, you know, have the police on a high speed chase when they stopped him, police officer went up to his car and then he dragged the police officer for miles on a second high-speed chase while the police officer was hanging from his car. And he didn't go to jail? Damn, sounds like a abuse of public office to me. Now, why don't you not abuse your public office and do your freaking job? Because this is just a complaint that's going in too. So you can either go out the good way or you can take it the hard way. Regardless, we're going to get our way. See, these are the way you get things done. These people work for you, right? These people have to use your money for you. They have no business telling you what's right for you. And if a company is getting a tax, you know, easement, or no taxes on real estate, because that's the big hit. See, when companies are within cities and stuff, they get um, tax relief. They have 401, um, 501c3s that they use. They do write-offs for state taxes. And more so, um, you know, when they come in and they're like, hey, we're building a Walmart in East Cleveland. We're not going to pay tax, though, for 20 years. So that way we can provide jobs. Sure, go ahead, whatever. And so for 20 years, they're not paying taxes on a massive property, you know? And this is where you're like, no, Walmart, that's revoked because apparently you're not abiding by state laws and federal laws, and you are not upholding portions of our constitution. So you're going to have to pay taxes. And Walmart's like, well, then I'm going to go. And they're going to be like, well, I guess you got to go because my people won't let me give you a tax relief. That's the way it goes. Costco, same thing. Menards, big lots, whatever the company is, you could get it done. They shouldn't have tax-free real estate. 
That's a million dollars that could be going into your county and your city's pockets. What are they going to say? Well, if we leave, everyone leaves. That's okay. We'll get more mom and pop. The money that you'll pay us now for the property taxes that you owe will be able for us to give grants to our local community to create their own fucking shops to replace you. That's how stuff gets done. Canceling people the right way, not canceling them with low blows. I know we all really want to get catty and be nasty, right? You know, we get into that pocket because we're upset. Anger takes over. We get upset. But when you whoosha, you're like, wait a minute. Let's see. How do I make this guy hurt a lot? How do I make this company hurt a lot? Oh, okay. You're getting city, state, and county tax easements. That is $2.3 million every three months that the city of Cleveland can be getting just from that one store. Mm. And the people are really pissed because you're discriminating against them and you're forcing them to wear masks and you want COVID passports and whatever it may be. Oh, oh. so here's a letter from the city saying I've gotten complaints and the people are pushing through to get this on the city council agenda to be passed because we don't have to wait for election year and they want this shit done and they want to revoke your tax holiday and you're going to have to start paying $2.3 million now. And Walmart's going to say, well, my lawyers are, your lawyers aren't going to do shit because it's their money and you're violating. So you either fix this or you got to go. And that's the way you do it. Because in your city and your county, you have monthly meetings. You don't have to wait for elections to pass a bill. You could tell them to get the fuck out right now. You could be like, wait a minute, wait, you're not paying taxes and you're telling me what to do. Get the fuck out of here. Bye. And you don't have to wait for election. You don't have to wait for your state legislators. You don't have to wait for the Q warrant to jump through. You don't have to wait for any of that. In your city, you could get shit done yesterday. All you have to do is take a hundred of your friends and say, I want this on the agenda. And that's where they sit down, all your little city council members saying, what is gonna go on right now is gonna be a shit show. And it's like, nope, they get all this money, they get this, they get that, enough, done. Well, we're gonna vote on it, huh? Check your city's charter, make sure they can't override you because if they say anything, you've got to have your debate back to say, if you decide not to, we are going to invoke this from our local charter and we are going to screw you. This is our money. We don't want a bill. We don't need a vote. We want it fixed now. And that's the way you do it. That's basically it. <laughs> you don't need to, to jump through court hoops. You don't need to wait for your state legislator you don't need to wait for your state senator. You don't need to wait for your stupid governor, your AG, your sellout secretary of state, or anyone like that. You have all the power you need. All of it. So we can find a small little place in Ohio that has like a Costco or something that doesn't allow you to go in without masks. And pretty much all of us can go there and say, we went to shop there and they said, no, got a medical condition. I've got a psychological condition that causes me claustrophobia to wear this. And I can't wear a visor because I'm allergic to plastic. So I can't shop. They're, they're discriminating against me because of my medical condition, because the mask is not mandated. They're mandating it. And it's, you know, they can't even be sued if someone gets COVID. So why are they mandating it? 
you would mandate something like wear your shoes because if you step on glass, then you can sue them. You can mandate something like wear a shirt because it's sexual exploitation, right? But you can't mandate a mask when you have no risk. Oh, my employees are at risk. Can your employees sue you because they got COVID while they're working? No. Then what the fuck are you enforcing? So this is it. We just need to find like a little place like Avon or I'm, I'm just thinking Northeast here or like um, um, Ridgeville, uh, Lakewood, Westlake, those little places in Northeast Ohio where they have a store like that. And all of us go in there one by one. We're like, all right, let's target this Costco. And we all go to Costco and they tell us shit. And that's it. And then we go, uh, you know, the people that live in that local area will put it on the agenda for the city council to talk about it. And then all the witnesses come that live there and say, I can't enjoy this business because it's discriminating against me. And I can't wear it because I'm claustrophobic. I've got PTSD. I, you know, and I can't wear plastic. I'm allergic to it. What are they going to tell you? So they're medically discriminating against me. They open up bathrooms, right, to creeps to have little girls and boys, right, be targeted by adults who want to identify with the opposite sex, which is one in 100,000 people are actually transgender or have gender dysphoria. But 100 people out of 1,000 that don't want to wear a mask or can't wear a mask they're discriminating against and it's okay, but they're catering to the other. That's, that's what I'm trying to say. You have to think local. This is how you boycott the right way. You think local. Say Republican conservatives, Republicans, you could call it whatever you want, the right. If they would boycott these companies that are so uh, above it all, you'd find that they would come back into the fold very quickly. But right now, uh, the liberals, the radical left plays a much to the Democrats. They play a much tougher game. Yeah. So should we boycott baseball? Well, I have, you know, look, I'm just not very interested in baseball mm -hmm. for the last number of years. I think it's not appropriate. You know, you look, it's, uh, you want to find a game. It's on, it's on every channel and yet you can't find anything. Yeah. It's the weirdest thing. It's used to be a nice, easy thing to follow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know what I mean by that. It was on one network and yeah. it was nice and good and beautiful. Today, you don't even know what the hell you're watching. So uh, I, I would say boycott baseball. Why not? I think what they did was a terrible thing. I think it's a very unfair thing. And they didn't even know the bill. And in fact, I think they were aware of the bill that was going along. Everybody was okay with it. Then as soon as Stacey Abrams speaks up, uh, they end up uh, folding Mm -hmm. And it should be the opposite. We have more people than they do. Well, you know, why is we it? We don't that... use the power of the people. You know, the yeah. people should boycott those companies that are all of a sudden uh, so righteous. Mm -hmm. And uh, you would find that they would come right. They would be right back because the bill is it, it's a weak bill. Mm -hmm. It's a weak bill. They do have voter ID, which is a great thing. You should have. But even that's probably a little bit on the watered down side from what I hear. But we don't have signature matching, which is a big deal. Uh, just one of the many crises that are going on right now is the border situation. Yep. I, I did want to get your comments on that because there's a reports out today that the Biden administration is now going to follow through once they pulled the plug. But now they're talking about uh, going back and constructing the wall in the parts that were not yet complete. Uh, one of yeah. the many things that they reversed immediately without going down there to the border and determining what could or could not be done. What do you think that the Biden administration needs to do to fix it right now? 
Well, I think it's great that they reversed themselves, but a lot of damage was done because we were going to have that wall almost complete. Uh, you know, it delayed two and a half years because of lawsuits. The Democrats sued us in Congress, many, many suits, and we won all of the suits and we started building it and we were almost finished. And then they called it into it and it's, you know, just incredible. Mm -hmm. But if they agree that they're going to complete it, it's very little to complete. If they agree that they're going to complete it, that's a great thing. That's mm -hmm. a very positive step. I want to ask you about the Biden administration and foreign policy. A lot of folks are questioning his health and issues that, that he's had. We didn't have the press conference until 64 days in. And then we had China, North Korea, um, Iran and Russia, who have all challenged him from day one. Uh, when it comes to foreign policy and what the Biden administration is doing, specifically North Korea, not even taking their phone call, Obviously, you had a relationship with Kim Jong-un. Have you spoken to him? And what do you think about the Biden administration when it comes to North Korea? Well, I had a very good relationship mm -hmm. with Kim Jong-un. In the end, we started off rough, but we got along very well. And we like each other. And it was a good thing. If you remember, when I first came in, everyone thought we were going to war with North Korea. Mm -hmm. And that didn't happen. Now I notice that uh, it's a very bad situation and very bad situation with China. Uh, China never spoke to me the way they spoke to our representatives. They never spoke to us that way, mm -hmm. ever. The way they spoke to our people in Alaska was horrible. And if you look at Iran, Iran is now, I, we would have had a deal done very quickly with Iran the way it should have been done. Mm -hmm. And now they're talking about going back into the Iran deal, which is unthinkable. Right. Everything, it's just uh, nobody's ever seen anything quite like it. And Why the Middle East, we had we had peace. We were going to have total peace in the Middle East. We were, the Abraham Accords were incredible and, and acknowledged to be incredible. And then, of course, I came up with a vaccine. We pushed people like they've never been pushed before at the FDA and, and elsewhere and got a vaccine done in nine months instead of five years. Right. And, uh, it's, you know, we did a great job, but uh, now we have somebody else running it. If you look at uh, China, they have ships all over the place. They have, you know, very threatening Mm -hmm. Having to do with Taiwan, very threatening. I was never threatened. Why do you Taiwan. think that is? Why do you think that you were treated so differently uh, than they have come in immediately treated uh, President Biden? Well, they have to respect your leader and they have to respect your leadership. And if they don't, uh, it's going to be very tough. Uh, Russia, the same thing. You look at what's happening with Russia. Uh, Russia's uh, very aggressive now. They weren't aggressive with me. They weren't aggressive with our country, mm -hmm. despite the fact that we had the Russian hoax, which made it tougher for them and for us. It was a hoax between Schiff and all these other characters. They're all a bunch of crooks. But that was a hoax, mm -hmm. the Russian hoax. We went all through that. But despite that, they had respect for the president and they had respect for our country. They don't respect our country anymore. It's uh, since this happened, yeah. it's incredible. <laughs> I mean, they see the same thing that you see and that I see. And uh, it's uh, not a good situation. And I hope he's well. I hope everything's fine from that standpoint, mm -hmm. physically but and mentally. Mm -hmm. But uh, I certainly hope he's well. But countries are not respecting our leadership, that's for sure.
Do you think that he is capable of doing the job from what you've seen? I mean, you had to do the job. You're working 24 hours a day. Uh, people would actually laugh about the fact that you rarely seem to be ever sleeping, but it does take that kind of initiative and drive to do the job. Do you think he is up for it? Or do you think someone else is doing the job right now? Well, it does take that kind of drive and it takes tremendous uh, uh, strength mm -hmm. and enthusiasm and everything that you can imagine. I mean, you need the highest levels of, of every ingredient necessary. I mean, it's just, it, it's a full-time, when I say full-time, it's uh, 50 hours a day. Mm -hmm. And you understand what I mean by that. It's right. a lot of work. And I think other people are making most of the decisions, but I may be wrong about that. I don't know. You All know, right. look, uh, I debated him and uh, I was, you know, a little surprised at what was being said. Let's uh, talk about. So I, I don't okay. I don't really know him very well, but right. to be honest with you, somebody's making decisions. Let's put it this way. Bernie Sanders, if he if he ever won, he would never have gone Anywhere near this, he cannot believe what's going on. This is Bernie Sanders on steroids. Our country's becoming a socialist nation. This is Bernie Sanders on steroids. Mm -hmm. And uh, the only good thing to come out is now they finally agreed after screwing up the construction, which was going along perfectly, was going to be finished soon. They finally agreed to rebuild or to f complete the wall. Yeah. which shouldn't take them a long period of time, but that's a good thing. That's a very good thing. I wanted to but, ask uh, you, I wanted to ask you about vaccines, but yeah. I, let's put vaccines on hold for just a moment. And since you talked about Bernie Sanders, the infrastructure plan that everyone is talking about that includes everything under the sun other than infrastructure, you know, usually, at least under your administration, infrastructure was bipartisan. It was a bipartisan effort. This administration seems to be making no effort to be bipartisan when it comes to either COVID relief or this multi-trillion dollar infrastructure plan that includes uh, clean, the Green New Deal and what they're calling human infrastructure. Uh, what do you see as the path moving forward for any type of bipartisanship and what happens when it comes to taxes. They're talking about uh, reversing the corporate tax rate that you lowered and yeah. raised again to 28%. Well, you have companies leaving our country. I brought them back. So many companies came back and they invested money in the country, like numbers that nobody can even believe. They weren't able to bring their money back in because of the tax structure was too high. So they left their money work, do, do all of the work in other countries. and. It was coming in by the trillions, and it was a great thing what was happening, and all of that's going to be reversed. It's, it's a very sad, including jobs. We had the greatest job numbers in history. Nobody's ever had numbers even close. And all that now, and I did it twice because I did it once, and then the plague came in from China, and then after, you know, after we, we our foundation was so strong. You know, we're doing better than any other country in the world right now, and mm -hmm. that's because of the foundation that we built economically. And even with COVID, you know, they used to say, oh, look at Germany and look at France and look at, well, they're all shut down. They're in a desperate position right now. And we're open with the, where we have good Republican leadership, like in Florida and Texas and some of the other places. I mean, mm -hmm. we're open and doing, you know, really well and doing better numbers than the places that are closed, like New York. Better numbers medically or with COVID. Uh, we're doing much better numbers in the uh, states that have been opened and run right. by Republicans. So. Look, I think uh, it's uh, very sad when you watch what's mm -hmm. happening. And again, the only glimmer is they want to finish the wall now. That was mm -hmm. a big mistake. And uh, at least they're 
you know, I'm right. not knocking them. I'm I'm giving them maybe the other, the opposite of that. At least they're willing to say we made a mistake and we're going to finish the right. wall. Well, you mentioned, um, you know, a glimmer of hope. Looking forward to 2022. You have been out there already endorsing some candidates. Uh, who would be your next big endorsements that you would make? Well, I, we have a lot of them coming up, you'll see. And, and uh, everybody wants the endorsement because if mm -hmm. they don't get the endorsement, they're not going to win. For the most part, they're not going to win. We just endorsed a uh, fantastic young woman from Louisiana, as you know, and, mm -hmm. and uh, she ended up winning in Congress. Her husband passed away, COVID-19. He just got elected. He was congressman-elect. Mm -hmm. And she ran, and most people expected a runoff or less, and she ended up getting 65% of the vote after we endorsed her. So everybody wants the endorsements, right. and uh, we are going to be announcing quite a few of them over the next couple of weeks. And <laughs> I think all of those people that we endorse are going to go on to victory. People see what's happening. People see it very much. And mm -hmm. they respect it. They respect the job we did. What about specifically Alabama, Missouri, or Ohio? Are you looking at any of those candidates? Mo oh, Brooks? Yeah, sure, or, sure. Okay. All of them. Uh, you have great people going in those states. And they're mm -hmm. great states. And they're states that I won by a lot. As you know, Alabama, Missouri, mm -hmm. Ohio. I won by a lot. And, uh, no, we, they all want an endorsement and I'll be largely making those sometimes, you know, you're, you have two or three really good and supportive, but also really, really good candidates. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you have to let that just play out, but I'll so, be generally speaking, making endorsements. What does it take to get your endorsement? And would you be willing to maybe just name one right now? I'm pushing you on it. <laughs> Well, look, uh, I, I can say that, uh, you know, I haven't endorsed yet, but Mo Brooks in Alabama has done a, a spectacular job of fighting for an election, election integrity. And he's a strong guy. He's a tough guy. He loves his state. Mm -hmm. I mean, I could see going that way. You have other really good people. They're really good people. But, you know, Mo is right out there on the front lines and mm -hmm. he was fighting for election integrity. He saw what happened with the 2020 presidential election. It was rigged and stolen, and he saw <laughs> that, and others saw that too. What about Eric Brightens or Josh good, Mandel? You know, he's, running, he's running for the Senate. You have mm -hmm. some wonderful people in Ohio and in Missouri. You have some wonderful people running, and we'll be uh, letting people know very, very shortly. Okay. Well, you could let them know right now, uh, but you can think about that. Well, I, <laughs> well, I think you do a fantastic job, well, by the way, Heather. You. I think I you're really spent a real professional. I appreciate and it. I appreciate much. it. Um, what about this big RNC uh, donor meeting? Uh, they're all coming down to Palm Beach this weekend. We have a lot of uh, senators, congressmen, mm -hmm. and donors coming down to Palm Beach to Mar a Lago. We have a very big ballroom, and it's going to be uh, full. It's going yeah. to be really something. You know, Florida's Florida's back in action, and they've done a Ron has done a fantastic job, and mm -hmm. uh, the, the state is really people want to come here. What's people the really, significance? A lot, of people, a lot of people are coming and yeah. not moving back to other right. locations, which is pretty tough for those other locations. Yeah, I don't blame them for the ones that left New York because we, we are nowhere near back. Um, what's the significance of, of all the RNC folks coming down there this weekend? And how often do people try to come down there to get your endorsement and to get your help? Well, all the time and far more so than even a year ago or six months ago. Uh, you see the polls and the polls have been incredible. We have 95% approval ratings and we have, you know, really... It's it's an incredible thing. You know, mm -hmm. if you look 
back to, you know, normal, wonderful times, which frankly were probably in many ways worse than this, because we got hit with COVID. Right. We got hit with the plague from China. So that sort of uh, puts a pall on things. But, but if you look back, uh, you'll see that generally speaking, an endorsement doesn't mean a thing. Having an endorsement from Ronald Reagan was wonderful to have, but it didn't mean that much in terms of points. And I'm giving endorsement of people going up 30, 40, 50 points. It's been pretty amazing, actually. Yeah. And it's a great honor. But I have to be very careful with it because I want, you know, the, we want great people to be in there. We want people that love our country, that are going to be willing to fight for our country and, and be strong. And uh, I think that's those are the people that we are endorsing. Low taxes, keep the taxes low, strong military, mm -hmm. Second Amendment. I mean, there are five or six things that are just, you know, very, very important. Right. And uh, I those did things want are being to, obliterated. You, okay. you know, the Democrats are looking to virtually demolish your Second Amendment. I said that mm -hmm. was going to happen. I did want to finally just ask you, uh, because you were talking about uh, endorsing candidates, will you be using your new social media platform uh, for that? And what else can you tell us about it? And also the presidential library. Any news on that front? So we have a lot of people that want to come on to social media. Right now, as you know, we're doing releases, press releases, I guess you could call them, and they're getting out to everybody. They're very effective, actually. I mean, I think I'm getting the word out to everybody. Uh, and it's done in a much, in a way, it's done in a more elegant way. But mm -hmm. we have a lot of options on social media and platforms. And at the right time, we'll be making the announcement. You know, we had probably 200 million people, between 90 million people on Twitter. And then we had, uh, POTUS had a 36 million and we were one of the top on Facebook and, you know, all of these people and the uh, big tech cut them off because they were not happy with the progress that we made. They cut them off. They silenced right. a voice and a, a big voice and, and many other voices. And many people left Twitter. Twitter's become very boring. It very is very mundane. boring. It is. And anybody oh, says it is and isn't telling the truth. Yeah. <laughs> well, many people have left, uh, Heather. It's incredible. They're leaving and it's no longer. You know, when I went on Twitter, you know, years ago, it was like a dead company. Mm -hmm. And then it became hot. Now it's becoming dead again. People are are bored. I mean, I'm hearing mm -hmm. this from everybody. They're bored stiff. So Twitter's Facebook is so big, right. you know, they had a they had a big drop off too in value after that happened. But Facebook is big enough. But Twitter Twitter is becoming uh, very very mundane and right. very uh, people are not enjoying. Well, it Facebook so much pulled your in, Facebook pulled the interview that you did with your daughter in law Laura, so she had to put it Incredible. on Clout Hub. Uh, it'll be interesting. I'm sure I will lose uh, thousands and thousands of followers on Twitter after our interview today. They'll just magically no, disappear. No, I think you'll gain. I think you'll gain a lot of respect actually because you're one yeah. of the people that tells it like it is. No, you'll gain a lot of respect. You know, when you speak up and when you tell the truth, ultimately, mm -hmm. like. They haven't silenced me. I'm getting my voice out just as good as I did if I right. had Twitter. And I get in less trouble because I don't retweet people that I, you know, <laughs> perhaps after you do massive research, you'll figure you shouldn't be retweeting. But and no, this yeah. is in many respects, it's better than Twitter. Okay. I'll tell you. Well, we will look so for it. I think you're going to do very well based <laughs> on this interview. And you're doing well anyway, but you're going to do very well based on this interview. Well, thank you so much. We really appreciate so much of your time today. I know that our Newsmax viewers were watching and they're appreciative as well. Well, thank you very much, Heather, and keep up the good work. All right. Have a great rest Goodbye. of the day.
Okay, so I let it ride because I know those that are listening on the podcast want to hear the president himself. Now, he said a lot of things. He also said that everyone is meeting down in Mar-a-Lago to talk. He also said, you know, everything's dead. You know, nothing is going to work without Trump. You're not getting elected without me because nobody wants high taxes. Everybody wants my endorsement. And he's right. They all need his endorsement. Now, in lieu of conversations that are happening on the back end of the Internet and the front end, thanks a lot, Elon. um, I thought that today's coffee break can remind you about the lies, lies and more lies. See you in a bit. He's out of this world. The current commander of the International Space Station about to break a big record tonight. Here's ABC's Gio Benitez. They call it the Peggy factor. Mission Control's code word for the way superstar astronaut Peggy Whitson always gets the job done. I love it up here. Tonight, Commander Whitson making history with her record for any American. By the time she lands in September, her tally will be 666 days. 666 days in space. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Tell me lies, tell me sweet little lies. I'd go to the moon in a nanosecond. Uh, the problem is we don't have the technology to do that anymore. We used to, but we uh, destroyed that technology, and uh, it's a painful process to build it back again. Yeah, we totally destroyed T-, T-, T84 calculators, right? That's what they're telling us. That's exactly what they're telling us. Hey, we can't... Go to the moon because we don't have that technology anymore. Advil dual action so fights pain. I am so tired of these commercials popping up on these on these um, articles. All right, so now let's go to um, how we have selective outrage, outrage from the left in respect to the laws. So I am going to share this article with you, which is quite interesting. We all loved her and what she did for New York, for NYCHA. But she's in a lot of trouble now because they've nailed her for whatever they wanted her to nail her for. So she's been found to be in violation of the Hatch Act. So let's see the Hill's video report on this first once this commercial's done oh come on it takes so much all right there we go the office of special counsel on tuesday announced a settlement with former housing and urban development official lynn Patton for a hatch act violation over a video she produced for last year's republican national convention as part of the settlement Patton admitted that she violated the hatch act with the video in which the then hud region 2 administrator interviewed residents of the new york city housing authority about their living conditions while apparently not letting participants know that the video would be used for political purposes how low do you have to go? She shared the truth. This is where the hypocrisy sets in. She shared the truth of what was happening. She shared the truth of how they were living in squalor and nobody cared. She shared the truth and they stripped her of any right to hold any federal position. It is the most disgusting thing. You tell the truth, 
You show the world that you have them living in rats and mold, that their tax dollars are being squandered. She has to pay a price, right? And she has to pay a price. Well, is the Biden administration going to be paying the price for all the investments they have in companies? What about the book that Hunter Biden put out omitting crack pipes, deals with Mexico, Colombia, Spain, the EU, right? Yemen, right? Serbia, Croatia, China. I have his computer. When are they going to be held accountable for all that? When are they going to be taken to be in violation of the Hatch Act for the crap that they do? Hmm? When is that going to happen? Is it going to happen with some, when someone in the media decides to publish an article? Is it going to happen when someone, uh, you know, wants to, I don't know, get elected? Like, what is it? What is it? Don't. Does it have to be something so extraordinary to make you change your mind and move forward? Well, here we go a little bit more with uh, Major League Baseball. Here's how people are changing their minds, right? They're changing their minds. Here's a, a clip from today. North Las Vegas mayor switches to GOP. Why? Because of Major League Baseball. Hmm. Listen to this. Don't miss out on important news. Our videos are being deleted. So if you don't want to be cut off from honest news, take a moment to sign up for our newsletter at newsletter.ntd.com so you don't lose access to NTD. Go to newsletter.ntd.com to sign up for our evening newsletter. The mayor of North Las Vegas is making some unexpected changes. He's switching lanes from Democrat to Republican. Mayor John Lee said the Democratic Party isn't the party he knew, citing its lurch towards leftism in recent years. He says the party abandoned its traditional working class base and is now catering to socialists and elitists. And while he held on hoping the party would change, it didn't. His website says Nevada needs a switch and urges people to turn off the Democratic socialists and turn on the light of liberty. Major League Baseball's decision to move the All-Star game from Atlanta to Denver is stirring opposition from both parties. NTD's Steve Lance brings us more on this story. Major League Baseball's decision to move the All-Star game away from Atlanta is taking more heat from both sides of the aisle. In the wake of legislation passed in Georgia tightening voting laws, MLB announced they would be moving the All-Star game to Colorado. They said the new legislation would disenfranchise minority voters. But since the move was announced, many have said that relocating the game to Colorado, which has stricter voting requirements than Georgia, doesn't make sense. Atlanta is also a majority black town that will lose an estimated $100 million in revenue because of the decision to move the game out of the city. Stacey Abrams, a prominent Georgia Democrat, has been one of the loudest voices against the legislation, but she was not in favor of boycotting the All-Star Game in Atlanta. But here's the thing. Black, Latino, API and Native American voters whose votes are the most suppressed under SB 202 are also the most likely to be hurt by potential boycotts of Georgia. Last week, President Biden was asked whether he supported moving the game. I think today's professional athletes 
are acting incredibly responsibly. So in other words, he approves this message. I would strongly support them doing that. When the decision was made, Biden press secretary Jen Psaki did try to distance the administration from the move. So he was not dictating uh, for what Major League Baseball uh, should do, that, that they should, dictating they should move the All-Star game. Uh, that is, was their decision. They made that decision. And as he stated earlier, he certainly supports that. MLB Commissioner Rob Manfred is facing criticism for the move. Colorado is a state that has stricter voting laws than Georgia, with fewer early voting days. It is also a state that has voter ID, something which recent polls suggest the majority of Americans are in favor of. Thanks, Steve. And so let's move this along for a second. Now, I just want to let you have a little bit of perspective. So he moves it to Colorado, where they have stricter laws. Okay? Now, we let the story simmer a bit, right? But I want you to think about this. Why would they leave a state that just voted to have, you know, ID presented when you need an ID to go into a baseball stadium, right? Um, and move it to Colorado. Two things are playing here. One, that's not the real reason they moved. They use that as an excuse. Therefore, there is another reason, right? Why, in fact... Is Biden supporting a private organization that gets huge tax deductions on asphyxiating the economy of Georgia? Now, those are two things that have happened. Now, yes, MLB said it was because of the voting law, which could be a lie. And the other companies jumped in, just a virtue signal, of course. But why would the president of the United States applaud a private company causing millions of dollars in revenue harm to a city in a nation that he supposedly represents? I want you to think about it. What is it about Georgia, specifically Atlanta, that they want to punish? I just want you to sit on that for a second. Why is it that both the president of the United States has approved, has approved to cause harm to citizens, financial, fiscal harm to citizens of the United States that he supposedly represents and he supports such an action? Our president would never do that. Let's pretend that a private company, let's pretend that a private company under President Trump said we are not allowing liberals to come in because they're dumb. I don't like this. I don't like the way they dress. I don't like their breath, whatever. He would condemn that instantly. So again, what is it about Georgia that the Biden-Harris select administration and private companies wish to cause harm to them for? Now, I'm going to take you back in time. Let me find the right video actually i'm going to take you back in time back in time let's see this is going to be fun i'm taking you back to 2019 actually 2019 that's how far back i'm going to take you 
You know, I was really upset to hear that people thought that President Trump won by luck in 2016 because he couldn't because they couldn't deploy all their algorithms. It wasn't luck. Let's see. Is it here? I think. Let's see. I think it's here. Give me a second. Let me take a look. Let me take a look. Millennial Millie actually put that report together. So give me a second. I just need to find the right clip. Okay, hold on. Because I hadn't set it up. But if anyone can tell you about Georgia, it's Brennan and myself, specifically West Brunswick. But let's take a look. Oh, come on. It's got to be over here somewhere. Let me see. Okay, so this is from November 30th, 2019. I'm trying to get it at the right part, but it's great to have a little bit of context, right? Hold on. Let me get this in for you. Give me a second. And we're going to go, I think it's about there. Let's see. I just want to make sure it's not. Okay. This is from her video that says, will they steal the 2020 elections? Oh my gosh. We told you this in 2019, but okay. Hold on. Okay. There we go. That's the right place. So let's go here. Take a listen. Whoops. Not yet. Hold on. I need to share the screen for those of you that need to watch. And those of you that are listening, this is from 2019. She published it November 30th, but we did it like around November, I think 15th, 16th taping. From a bottom-up perspective, we provide tools like CIDL eDemocracy Portal and CIDL Social Media Monitoring. CIDL is literally harvesting your personal social media information and metadata for elections to nudge us. Nudge is undoubtedly one of the most successful policy uh, uh, initiatives of the last uh, decade or so. Voluntarily or through election manipulation towards their model of global governance. You combine that with data mining software and predictive behavior and you can even figure out which voters aren't gonna check and aren't gonna look, check or complain and call you back and you know which 1% of the votes to, to flip, which 2% of the voters to flip, with very predictable results. So the idea is to have localized control integrated with the global centralized system. In other words, this is our version of the social credit score, but rather than just a credit score, it is a totally digital integrated system where everything is interconnected through a centralized control database and the election machines and software are just one aspect and phase of it. So the Internet of Things is really just connectivity and processing power embedded into the world around us. And that's this is also the industrial world. It is our city. So we're going to hear a lot about smart cities, about smart cars, and about the smart home. Because when everything is connected, all of a sudden we have data that allows us to really understand the world in ways that we never were able to before. Globalism merging with progressivism through the Internet of Things and e-governance. Global initiatives data mining our internet activity, manipulating our election towards their end goals. Tonight we take a look at a nation that has put nearly all of its government services online. Key to it all, one card. It's a digital ID with encrypted files used together with a pin code. Virtually everything, she says, can be done online. 
So banking, healthcare, voting, all done digitally. Yes. Uh, it's also energy companies, uh, telco companies. So buying things online or seeing just your bills or your energy consumption, this is all available uh, with a card. And the next step for this small country is to expand beyond its borders by offering what it calls e-residency to everyone in the world. We are not looking at election fraud in the traditional sense of stealing votes from one candidate or the other. We are talking about a database system that takes your voting registration, DMV records, your available metadata, public information, then creates a unique profile that is integrated into a modeling system that projects lifetime modeling of likely voter outcome. This model can then be used to game the election by generating scripts to run in place of actual vote tallies, modifying the voter turnout to a desired outcome within believable ranges. Could this be why they failed to steal the election in 2016 for Hillary Clinton? Because the polls had greatly underestimated the vote turnout for President Trump? They had all the polls rigged for Hillary. The problem is they bought into their own rigged polls and they under-anticipated the massive red wave that came with Trump on election night in 2016. Thus, they got their butts handed to them by the American people. Now, before she proceeds, I'm going to tell you, it wasn't luck. They knew that there was a red wave coming. And indeed, they did not anticipate for the size of it, but they had a backup plan. But they weren't able to deploy it. Now I'm going to show you what happened so you know why President Trump won and why they couldn't deploy or access the machines to rig it even more. The election was already rigged within the machines. They already have the frogs in place in all of the voting machines, all of them. But when they saw that they were losing, J-O-B attempted from this little place in Virginia to get some scripts deployed. But unfortunately, that failed. So they went to a backup closet somewhere else. Where is that somewhere else? We'll take a listen. If you go back to the beginning of the election meddling debacle, you see that initially it was Homeland Security that got caught hacking into the 2016 election. Channel 2 Action News questioned Georgia's Secretary of State about a hack. He told us it traced back to a Department of Homeland Security IP address. Well, mad as hell. Georgia Secretary of State Brian Kemp all fired up after what he called a massive cyber attack on the agency's network on November 15th, traced back to United States Department of Homeland Security IP address. According to this letter from Kemp to the Homeland Security Secretary Jay Johnson on November 15th, there was an attempted breach of the Georgia Secretary of State's network linked to a computer with a Homeland Security address. I can give you the full address of that IP address with the Homeland Security IP address. That was in Georgia, which was the backup closet. Kemp writes, at no time has my office agreed to or permitted Homeland Security to conduct penetration testing or security scans of our network. Could be a, a bad actor in the administration. Could be a, a bad actor in the administration. I think... Uh, he misspoke, could be 
a bad guy like John Brennan in the administration. However, they said it was because they were hot on the trail of the Russians hacking the election. Remember? It was an unprecedented cyber attack ordered by senior Russian leadership on the U.S. election. Now President Obama is ordering the intelligence community to conduct a full review of Putin's meddling. But then, when it all came out that there was no proof of Russians hacking the election, everyone seemed to forget about Homeland Security having hacked the election. Well, I think it's going to fit in, uh, Boris, to this investigation that uh, President Obama has called for. Um, it's that Russia tried, perhaps, to look into meddling in the election. Russia tried, perhaps, to look in. All right. So let's just look at the, what does it say here? Trump slammed CIA over claims of Russia hacks swayed the vote. <laughs> See, not even President Trump knew what happened that day. Many people think it was a stroke of luck. Many people believe that, indeed, God intervened, and yes, he did. But it had to be someone that knew where all the closets were. It had to be someone that knew that there was software that could be deployed. And they had to use government networks in order to penetrate. I mean, they couldn't lose Georgia, <laughs> Idaho, Indiana. They're all on the same node. See, because the nodes are distributed differently for DHS. See, oh dear, oh dear, it wasn't luck. That uh, President Obama has called for, um, it's that Russia tried, perhaps, to look into meddling in the election. Russia tried, perhaps, to look into meddling in the election. Not that they actually affected it, because if you remember, election officials, DHS officials, tried to assure the American public that even if Russia was trying to meddle, it wouldn't be able to actually affect the outcome. For instance, how was Homeland Security getting in and out of the voting machines? When they're supposedly not connected to the internet. See, it would have to be someone who knows that it would be considered destruction of federal property if they were to intervene and maybe damage federal property to not allow them to access it from their home site in Virginia, somewhere around Fairfax, I think. I mean, allegedly. And then it would be a crime to say that they had ensured that they would not be cloaked if they try to access, I guess, you know, the whole voting systems via a DHS IP out of, I don't know, like West Brunswick, Georgia, allegedly. DHS officials tried to... But when the states came forward showing the forensics didn't show Russia hacked their machines, rather the machines were only hacked by the Department of Homeland Security, that's when the narratives took an important twist and turned into a collusion story. We were beating the drum pretty hard, beginning with a conference call I had with every state secretary of state on August 15th. The Obama aid package to the Ukraine with the billion dollar loan guarantee. Let's read this, okay? The United States has already signed $1 billion loan guaranteed to help Ukraine meet its financial obligations and protect 
vulnerable citizens from the impact of economic adjustments. <laughs> you mean the quid pro Joe? We have also supported Ukraine's work with the IMF to secure a loan program worth 14 to $18 billion. We negotiated with the loan sharks to give you even more debt. So that way you're more in debt. We have also, as, oh, as these, the U.S., IMF, and European funds begin to flow, we will have technical experts from the U.S. Treasury Department on the ground to help Ukrainian government allocate them effectively to stabilize the economy and ensure all the regions benefit. Currently, there are three banking advisors in Kiev, and they're all friends of the Biden. They will be deploying public debt management and macroeconomic advisors in the coming weeks. That includes Hunter Biden. We are also committed to providing additional technical assistance in the areas of budget and tax administration. Wait, this gets better. Biden threatened to have withheld if a particular prosecutor wasn't fired. Just so happens... Hold on. So elections and constitutional reform, that was part of this budget. Your taxes paid for it. Constitutional reform and free and fair elections are keys to Ukraine's democratic development. Assistance in this area is a down payment on the country's democratic development. We stand ready to provide further assistance to the new government after elections. The United States is contributing 11.4 million package to support the integrity of the mid-25th elections. These funds are being used in advance, democratic processes, not to support a particular candidate or electoral outcome. These efforts include voter education programs, transparent election administration, effective oversight of the election process, election security, and redress of infractions, and a diverse, balanced, and policy-focused media environment. The United States is contributing support and monitors. <laughs> Let's get this straight. We created programs for the elections. We provided 250 long-term observers and over 1,700, well, actually it was 1,250 short-term employees there to conduct their, oh, wait, to help them with their elections to be the same aid package instrumental to Seidel getting a field office in Kiev. Seidel's election training provides a permanent online trading platform to the Ukrainian Electoral Commission. The Obama administration must have known, among other things, that there would be discoveries of foreign meddling in the 2016 election that benefited Hillary Clinton. But not quite enough. Well, what about our meddling in their elections? See, when they have the elections and uh, their guy was elected, right? We got in our hand. Guess who did the hiring for the 1,251 people, if you count me, um, for the people of Ukraine that were short-term observers? <laughs> One and only right here. I was right there to usher that through. So there we go, folks because we know exactly how things are done. I actually put that in my affidavit too. Hopefully that someone would have read it to understand that we've been screwing not only our elections, but others. And it's like, 
Who's we? Well, it's them. And who's them? The corporations. Do you know how many of them want you? You know how Patrick Berkey has said that we should have a national public internet, a card, just like the one you saw with the chip, where you could do everything. Mm -hmm. But they want that in private hands. So they can garner that. They can guess, just like that cryptographer. That was a cryptographer that you heard talking, saying that they can guess who's going to contest or ask to see proof of their vote and who's not. So therefore, you know which votes to switch because they're reading your texts. They know what you like, what you don't like and everything. So that's how they steal elections. And this is why Georgia's in a lot of trouble. I guess maybe those closets out in West Brunswick are being investigated or maybe, maybe with all these lawsuits, Maybe Kemp's emails and communications are being seen. I mean, Georgia's being punished. Atlanta's being held hostage, not just by corporations, your overlords, but their puppets like uh, selected Biden, who want the citizens of Georgia to suffer. Suffer, Georgians, because I said so. I am your president and you will kneel. I mean, let's think. That's what he said. He totally endorsed what they did. He totally endorsed what they did. He said, yes, punish that state. Yes, I support you. And then Chucky sat there saying, well, you know, he totally supports their, uh, that means he endorses it. That means he's saying, companies, go ahead, unleash your fury on these, uh, how do I say, insolent and unwavering. <laughs> And those that do not kneel, make them obey. Can you see it now? Can you see it now? Because while we're talking about MLB, it's a distraction. Because then why would all of the companies jump in and talk about it? Because they want to talk about, oh, you better not contest elections. You better not do this. Because they came out and said, anybody that says that he's Biden select, you're not getting money from us. We'll take your money and shove it up your butt. But on the other hand, we also need them. Unfortunately, we are dependent on them because we don't have enough farms to feed our cities. We don't have enough restaurants that aren't global. We don't have the ability right now to even shop for things because they've strangulated the economy to make these overlords, these Goliaths, even bigger. But our stone is bigger. It's bigger on impact. It's all about efficacy, not size. How efficient is the stone that you will cast against your Goliath? How efficient is your voice? Like I said, you always want to be a shark in a fish pond. So be a shark in your fish pond. Put some fire under your city council, your county commissioner's ass and say, those are my tax dollars. You don't do what you want. And this is how you get efficacy. Again, we win. I just choose to ensure that we expedite this even faster. Because it really hurts to know just how many people will have that boot on their face. They're desperate. And the only way to fix things is to get rid of the lies. And lies are like setting fire to someone's reality, right? 
the well, the truth is. Truth comes in like a fire and it scorches everything. But through that fire and through those ashes, we rise once again. And that's what's important. Remember, your town, your city, your county, your state, you're the shark in the fish pond in your area. Do not let them tell you that you do not have power. You have more power than you know. More power than you know. And all you need is to start setting them and then another and then another. And from small little fires going in a chain reaction across the nation, damn, burn it down. That is how you fix things. You get there, you tell them, you make them. And if they don't, you fix it. You have city charters, right? You have county charters. Read them. Know them. See the loopholes. Get your feet firm on the ground and get in there and tell them those are my tax dollars. That company shouldn't be getting any, any, any concessions because they're not abiding by federal and state laws, according to me. And me and my 99 friends here say so. And remember, you have meetings every month. Things go on the agenda every month. And your charters also depict how long they have to make decisions. 30 days, same day, whatever it may be. But you all need to get to work because you're the part of the plan that is necessary. I mean, you need some Kindle, right? You need gas, right? Well, accelerate that. Let's do it. Let's set it on fire. Let's, let's show them who's really in charge. Because this is how you cancel people the right way. By using the laws we have. By setting the world on fire the right way. On that note, God bless. Don't forget, today is Wednesday. And we on Twitch are rating DJ Steph. See y'all tomorrow. Set the world on fire I just want to start A flame in your heart In my heart I have but one desire